Walter Tetley, no connection to Tetley T that I know of, was one of the popular actors who could specialize in child impersonation during the golden age of radio. Ah, the miracle of radio. It did not matter if you looked like the character you portrayed. You only needed to sound like him or her, a.k.a. Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks. Walter Tetley is most likely best remembered as Leroy Forrester on The Great Gildersleeve and Julius Abruzio on the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. But he also was a voiceover artist in animated cartoons, commercials, and spoken word record albums. He also was well known as the voice of Sherman in the Mr. Peabody TV cartoons. He was born in 1915 and began his journey into voices for cartoons at the age of 21 in 1936 as Felix the Cat and many other cartoons. You see, Walter Tetley had the voice and appearance of a preteen boy, which enabled him to take the role of young voice. There were a number of medical theories as to why his voice did not change, but the fact remained that he could do roles far longer than any other young actor boys could as they went through puberty and their voices changed. So, he was a busy actor. He worked with Stan Freeberg in the Stan Freeberg Presents the United States of America Volume 1 in the early years in 1961. In 1973, he appeared on Rod Serling's radio show Zero Hour. Unfortunately, in 1971, he was seriously injured in a motorcycle accident and had to use a wheelchair for the rest of his life, dying at the age of 60 on September 4, 1975, having never fully recovered from his injuries. During his career, he appeared in over 50 live-action films and over 20 animated films. Now, the track you're about to hear is an audition recording and comes from Tetley's opportunity to have his own radio network series, The Kid on the Corner, which would have featured Tetley as a wisecracking newsboy, with veteran announcer Harry Von Zell as the straight man. Though the recording was widely circulated, it was not picked up by any network. So the characters of Leroy and Julius kept Tetley very busy and working well into the 1950s on radio. And now, from April 10th, 1948, here is the Walter Tetley in The Kid on the Corner as the wisecracking newsboy. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, and I am your host, John Lovering, thanking you for listening. It is much appreciated. What's this about Truman wearing out three typewriters? What's he writing, anyway? Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of the party. If the Kid on the Corner, starring radio's foremost young actor, Walter Tetley, as Danny Blake, and brought to you each week at this time by the makers of nothing. Ordinarily, this is the spot where we would tell you a little about our product, but since at the moment we don't have a product, we'll get right into the show and meet the characters with whom Danny Blake comes in contact. Here he is, Walter Tetley as the Kid on the Corner. (laughs) 
book in on the corner of Adams and Main in Wellington. We find Danny about to enter Ma Elliott's bakery just down the block from his newsstand. It's mid-afternoon of a hot summer day. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every paper that I found. Just a minute, Danny. I just came from Jake Nichols' cigar store, and you know, he isn't at all happy about what happened yesterday. Jake Nichols? You... Why, uh, what do you mean, Kennedy? Jake thinks it was you that put the roller skates under that wooden Indian he kept out in front. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> Sounds like a great idea, but I didn't do it. Now, Danny, why don't you admit it? Jake says he saw you go by not five minutes before it happened. Oh, stop, Kennedy. If Danny says he didn't, he didn't. And anyway, what's so terrible about somebody putting roller skates under his old wooden Indian? Well, that wasn't so bad, but whoever did do it also tied a rope to it and hitched the other end to a car that was pulling away from the curb. Oh. <laughs> you should have seen the people on Main Street scatter. With that tommyhawk in its hand, it looked like Geronimo was on the warpath again. <laughs> I'll have to admit it was kind of funny, but I'm supposed to find out who did it. Jake claims that Indian was worth $100. Well, what happened to it? Didn't he get it back? No, he didn't. It finally bit the dust over on 4th and Maple when the car went around the corner. Nothing left of it but toothpicks. <laughs> Gee, that's a shame. But I didn't know it, Kennedy. Honest, I didn't. Well, if you ask me, it serves Jake right, that little cheap skate. If he wasn't so mean and nasty, that sort of thing wouldn't happen. Ah, oh, he'll be all right. I'll go stop in at the cigar store and be extra nice to him. Well, I don't see how you could. It'll be tough, but I'll do it. Well, see you around. Bye, Miss Elliot. Goodbye, Danny. Yeah, what was you saying, Jake? Yeah, I was saying, Greenpoint, we've got to be more careful. I'm supposed to be running a business here. I don't want to get hauled in for letting a bookie operate in my place. Ah, slow down, Jake. Nobody's going to arrest you after all. I'm the one that's taking a risk, even if it is your phone I'm using. And you're doing all right, too. It's your 20% cut. Sure, sure, sure. But just be careful, that's all. Some of those wise guys down at City Hall would just love to get something on me. And I don't want them finding out what goes on. Ah, relax, will you? Those yokels couldn't find MacArthur if the Republican convention was held in their office. <laughs> okay, make jokes. But just remember what I said. Yeah, don't worry, Jake. Everything's going to be... Hey, well, look what's coming up out front. It's your little pal from up on the corner. Huh? Oh, that little pest. Now, you watch what you say around him, Greenpoint. Sometimes he acts like he knows more than he should. Mm. Afternoon. Mm. That's a shrewd observation. Come on, Peter, kid. We're busy discussing royal conditions. No kidding. Who do you like in the 5th of Saratoga tomorrow? <laughs> I tell you what, if it's a fast track, sweet Pauline. Not Greenpoint. Now go on, get going, kid. Go peddle your papers. Such hospitality. Say, uh, wait a minute there, kid. Did you, uh, you ever smoke a cigar? No. Well, here. I guess it was a little bit of broth. 
just to show you there's no hard feelings, here's a nice big black cigar for you. Well, gee, Mr. Nichols, I guess I had you all wrong. But I don't think I should ought to take it. Why, should sure you ought to care. I want you to have it. Go ahead, here. Yeah. Well, that's sure awful nice here. Thanks a lot. Well, I gotta be running along. See you around. Well, now, wait a minute. Sir, matter, ain't you gonna light it up? No, thanks. I don't smoke, so I'll give it to Charlie Carson. What? He loves it. <laughs> Why, you... Come back here. <laughs> That little smart Alec, I might have known he wouldn't smoke it. <laughs> That's too bad, too. I bet eight to five, he would have got green as a snooker table in two minutes. Oh, shut up. Well, there must be some way of keeping that kid off the corner up here. Yeah. Hey, hey, how about this? Hey, why don't you start a newspaper war? Undersell him. What do you mean, undersell him? Sure, if you sold your papers, of course, he wouldn't sell money for a nickel around here, would he? Say, I think maybe I've got something here. He's got something here, big shot. <laughs> I sell my papers for what they cost, and nobody would buy them from him. And he'd have to move to another corner. That's it. That's a great idea. Yeah, Jake. You're practically a genius. Mm-hmm. I've got it. I'll make a big sign to go out front. Big letters. Buy your papers here for three cents. Be practical. I'll show that little square to finger two about business. Let's playing with cops, did you? Well, no. Of course not. He's strictly a yo-yo man. <laughs> How's it going today, Danny? Terrible. All of a sudden, I'm not selling any papers. I must be losing my grip. All I'm getting lately is headline readers. Maybe it's the start of a business procession. I heard my dad talking about it. <laughs> the word isn't procession, Tyrone. It's pre-session. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think that's what's wrong Probably just a temporary slump Gee, you're smart, Daddy I sure wish I was as smart as you Yes, sir, someday I'll be writing a column Reporting the big news Covering important if I didn't say anything That's funny, I could have swore I've been working too hard lately <laughs> Look down a little eh? Oh, hi, Tyrone I couldn't see you behind that stack of papers <laughs> Hey, Danny, uh, did you hear about the book Leo DeRocher's writing? No, kid. What's the title? Now, get this, kid. It's called My Day by Leo DeRocher. (laughs) 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 My Day. Lorraine Day. Don't you get it? (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Well, why ain't you laughing then? Because it ain't funny, that's why. That's as old as last week's gravy. All right, all right. I still think it has an element of humorous, isn't it? <laughs> What's eating you, Tyrone? Nothing. I did think it was awful funny, though. When... What's so funny about it? It's funny she didn't watch when she was gone. Hold her, ain't they? <laughs> no! No, the lady that backed out of the parking place. Oh, for Pete's sake, get in the game, will you, Tyrone? Yeah. Hey. Hey, Danny. What's that sticking out of your pocket there? Huh? Oh, it's just a cigar. Danny! Have you taken up cigar smoking? 
I'm ashamed of you. Oh, no, it's one that was given to me. I'm just saving it to give to Charlie Carson over at the malt shop. Oh, well, for a minute there, you had me worried. You know, them things can stunt your growth, you know. Those are bad. Uh, where'd you get it? Oh, I stopped in at Jake Nichols' place a while ago, and he gave it to me. He thought I'd smoke it and get sick. Boy, it was he burned when I told him I was going to give it to Charlie. Yeah, give it to Charlie. Hey, hey, that reminds me. When I drove past Jake's store a while back, I noticed a big sign out front. Have you seen it? No, what about it? You know what that lousy rat's doing? He's got this sign he painted out in front that says, Buy your papers here for three cents. Be practical. What? Buy your papers here for three cents. Be practical. That's what it said. I've seen it with my old baby blue eyes. <laughs> well, he can't sell papers for three cents. That's what they cost him. Man, he must have gone off his rocker or something. Wait a minute. I think I'm beginning to see the light. I don't see how he's going to make any profit on them if they cost him that much. Unless, of course, he sells an awful lot of them. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he must have lost some of his marbles No, 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 that's not it He's not trying to make any profit on them, Harry This is just another one of his big ideas to make me move to another corner No wonder I haven't been selling any papers here for the last half hour, the lousy rat Gee, that's rough, kid Yeah Yeah, I sure hate to see you have to move to another corner on account of that two-bit chiseler I'd miss you when I drove up to my cab stand Who'd I have to talk to when I wasn't busy? The lousy rat. Yeah, I could talk to the lousy... Off my down. <laughs> Hold everything. Hold everything. I think maybe I've got an idea. Yeah? Tyrone, take over for a while. I've got work to do. Well, wait a minute, Danny. What are you going to do? I'm going to bait a rat trap. See you later, Harry. <laughs> Danny will be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor. Friends, you've heard me say a lot of nice things about our product, nothing. <laughs> but I want you to try it for yourself. See for yourself that what I'm trying to tell you about nothing is true. Now, take a tip from the editor of the Examiner who says, we're doing our best to keep abreast of the times. That's... <laughs> That's why we're behind nothing 100%. <laughs> Now, I know that we all have our bad days as well as our good ones, but there's no longer any excuse for anybody to feel discouraged constantly. What is it that can chase away those blues when you've lost your job, or the house burns down, or your alimony is due? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing is being made in one of the world's largest, most modern factories, which until recently was an aircraft plant. Three, uh, <laughs> three eight-hour shifts are devoted to the exclusive manufacture of nothing, and the demand still far exceeds the supply. In a recent nationwide survey, when asked what they like to sleep in, nine out of ten pygmies said, I prefer nothing. <laughs> now remember, nothing can be purchased in any store without money. <laughs> and here's some good news for budget-wise people. President Truman has indicated that taxes on nothing will be lowered in the very near future. Thank you. <laughs> to the corner of Adams and Main, where we find Danny's protege, Tyrone, in charge of the newsstand. Danny just approached me. It's Trump paper. Read all about it. Uh, 
Annie. No, I haven't sold a one since you left. Where have you been? Oh, I've just been tending to a little business matter. You know, I've got a hunch the things will start picking up pretty soon. Extra! Extra! High price of underwear may solve the coal strike! Extra! Here, kid, paper. What's the price of underwear got to do with a coal strike, anyway? John L. Lewis says they can't afford another union suit. <laughs> Danny, you are right. Things are picking up, aren't they? Certainly. You see, Tyrone, the basic underlying principles of economic business is competitive competition. Without that, you're dead. Dead? Well, you know what I mean. Oh, sure. Well, what about Jake selling his papers for three cents? Oh, that. Well, to tell you the truth, the more I think about it, the less it worries me. You see, there are a couple of things that are very important to a successful businessman. The first thing is a good personality, which Jake doesn't have. And the second thing is... Oh, brother, I'd hate to have to keep that clunker entire... Greetings again, I shouldn't see who's here! <laughs> well, well, the wacky hacky returns. A very clever piece of deduction, Kennedy. Uh, Danny, Kennedy couldn't have done better. <laughs> Now you're just confused. I am. A big time in Wellington, he could solve it. Applesauce. Kennedy couldn't figure out who killed Cock Robin. Who did, Harry? <laughs> who did what? Who killed Cock Robin? Well, uh, uh, how should I know? I ain't supposed to be a detective. <laughs> How do you like that? He's a mind reader, too. Well, it's back to the tonsil torture, I guess. Hey, extra! Read all about the heat wave moving this way! Extra purpose! Hey, yes, sir. Say, isn't that your girl coming up the street? Where? <sighs> yeah, it's Sally. She's coming right toward us. Gee, ain't she wonderful. Fully. Watch your language, Tyrone. This is no way to talk about the girl of my dreams. You must be having nightmares. <laughs> I don't understand what you see in women, Danny. <laughs> Just wait until you're a man, Tyrone. You'll see. Hi, Sally. Gee, it's nice of you to come by to see me. Oh, Daniel. I had to come by this way. I'm meeting Father in a few minutes at the record shop. He's going to buy me an album of Beethoven. Gee, that's too bad. <laughs> an album with Spike Jones instead? Oh, please, Daniel, don't be vulgar. But Sally, I And don't bother to explain. But I ain't. And don't say ain't. It's very poor grammar. But you... Never mind, Daniel. Boy, Danny, you sure got away with women. <laughs> Shut up, Tyrone. Get lost, will you? Oh, here comes that horrid taxi driver. Just look at those sloppy clothes. Isn't that repulsive? <laughs> no, that's Harry. <laughs> Are we having a little, uh, tea-to-teat? Uh, <laughs> Harry, um, you know my, um, a friend, Sally Hope, don't you? Oh, sure, I've seen her around. Hi, is Sally, what's the with the bowling alley? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's me, it's me, Harry, take it easy. Uh, come on, Sally, let's go down to the bowling alley. I mean, the mall shop. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy us a soda, how about it? 
Well, I don't know. I'm afraid... Oh, come on. It'll only take a minute. And anyway, I have a very important matter to discuss with you. Well, all right. Well, but what about your papers? Well, I'll, I'll just turn things over to my assistant for a while. Where's Tyrone? Tyrone! <whistles> Tyrone, it's all yours! Okay, Danny. Bye, Harry. See you later. Yeah, yeah. So long, kids. Well? What do you say, Tyrone? Fully. <laughs> I still say Charlie makes the best soda in town. Oh, it is delicious. Would you like the rest? Oh, no, thanks. I couldn't hold another drop. Well, I'm full, too. Guess it'll just have to go to waste. Well, in that case, I might try to finish it. I hate waste. Well, well, how are they, kids? Oh, just fine, Mr. Carson. Well, and uh, thanks for the two straws, Charlie. Say, I almost forgot. Here's a cigar for you. Compliments to Jake Nichols. That buzzer sends me a cigar? <clears throat> Can't believe it. Well, he didn't exactly send it to you. He gave it to me, and I thought you might like it. Yeah, first time I ever heard of him giving away anything. Do <laughs> you the latest? Jake's selling papers for three cents. How did you know about that? Oh, I know what's going on around here. What's he trying to do? Run you off the corner again? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah? Well, what, what are you going to do about it? Want me to go tear that sign down so nobody will know about it? No, oh, no, no, no. That, that wouldn't be legal. You'd get into trouble doing that. Oh, poppycock. What kind of trouble could that little weasel make? <laughs> Everybody in town knows he's crooked. Well, if Mr. Nichols is dishonest, well, why don't they incarcerate him? What good would that do? <laughs> what they ought to do is throw him in jail. Of course, it's none of my business. But I heard he was run out of St. Louis just before he came to Wellington. Well, I'm still selling papers on the same corner, Charlie. You see, Jake doesn't know that I happen to have the two things necessary for success. Two things that uh, go sort of hand in hand, you might say. Mm -hmm. What are they? Personality. Oh, please, let's not talk shop, Daniel. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's right, Danny. Listen, uh, what's this I hear about, uh, about your brother and his wife? Uh, how they doing? Oh, they're fine. Getting along all right? Hmm? <laughs> Well, anything of that story about him having a fight last week? A fight? Yes. Uh, Mrs. Beckett uh, told me she got it straight from Ethel Johnson, who heard it from the wife of Joe Murphy. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's the guy that works out of the airport. Said your brother and his wife had quite a fight. <laughs> well, this is the first time... Wait a minute. Did you say the guy that works at the airport? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. <laughs> so it's true, eh? Oh, no, it's not true. They had a flight last week. <laughs> they went up in an airplane. Oh, is that all? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I was sure it must have been a mistake of some kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a shame the way some people gossip. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, there, a couple of more customers. Give a holler if you want anything more. Okay, Charlie. Boy, he sure got that story all mixed up. Oh, he's just a harmless old gossip himself. I guess that's all about he's got to do being a bachelor. You know, it's really a shame he never had a romance and got married. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of romance, there's, uh, there's something I've been wanting to ask you, Sally. Something that would mean an awful lot to me if you'd say yes. Well, Daniel, don't look at me that way. 
Can't we discuss this some other time? Absolutely not. Some other time might be too late. Just gotta ask you now. Well? Sally? Yes? Sally? Will you... Will you go to the matinee for Rialto with me next Saturday? <laughs> Is that all? Will you, silly? I mean, Sally. <laughs> well, I don't know. They always have Western pictures at the Rialto, and I much prefer good musicals. Well, if you want some high-class music, here's your chance. What's better than a good horse opera? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid I can't. I already have sort of a tentative engagement. Yeah, with... I know. Go ahead and say it. With Ronald Redfield, a twerp. Oh, Ronald is not a twerp. He's a sweet boy, refined, cultured, and handsome. Yeah, I know. He crochets a mean doily, too. <laughs> but forget about him, Sally. How about the show Saturday? Well, well, I'll have to think it over. I might be able to work it into my schedule. <laughs> Schedule? What kind of talk is that? Well, you need not act so startled. That's just the British pronunciation. You mean schedule? I prefer the British way. I've been studying a book on the true English language as spoken in England. Have you been doing any reading this summer? No, I'm afraid I haven't been much of a shower since high school let out. <laughs> making fun of people like Ronald and myself who want to become intellectual. Oh, I was only kidding, Sally. But there's plenty of time for all that stuff when you go to college. Why worry about it now? Well, you might not be able to get into a college unless you work hard now. That's why Ronald is studying this summer. He'll be going to Yale next year. Won't that be wonderful? A Yale man. Yeah, that's great. But who wants to spend the rest of his life fixing padlocks? <laughs> Danny Blake, you're impossible. Thanks for the soda, the movie's out, and goodbye. And you needn't bother to ask me again, either. Uh, either. But Sally! Ah, nuts. <laughs> Yeah, sure was. Every paper sold him, earlier than usual, too. I wonder if Jake sold all of his papers. Somehow I kind of doubt it, Tyrone. There's one way of finding out. Come on, let's go call him. Okay, Danny. Hey, you never did tell me what it was besides personality that helps so much in business. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I have kind of brushed that aside. Come on, I'll show you. <laughs> You and your big ideas. I haven't sold as many papers today as I usually do by this time. I can't understand it, Jack. I thought sure to sign out in front of do the trick. Uh, maybe people just ain't interested in the news no more. Hi, Mr. Nichols. Just wanted to tell you how much Charlie Carson appreciated that cigar. Hmm. Is that all you came in here for? Well, I was just passing by on my way home and I thought... On your way home? Well, uh, what about your papers? Oh, I'm all sold out. You know, they went like hotcakes today for some reason. Well, <laughs> I'll be... Now, listen, kid, it's getting late and I've got a bunch left. 
You want to buy some of mine? No, thanks. I can't afford your prices. What are you talking about? I'm selling them for three cents. Didn't you see my sign? Well, yes, but I don't think Rembrandt's got a thing to worry about. Rembrandt? What do you mean, kid? Oh, nothing. Come on, Tyrone. We better be going. But, Danny, what is the most important in business? A good personality or a good paintbrush? Quiet, Tyrone. Huh? <laughs> hey, what is this? Hurry up, Tyrone. Get moving. Why, you little brats. Come on, Green Punch. Let's take a look outside. Yeah, sure, sure. Hey, Jake. Look at your sign. Huh? Why buy your papers here for eight, eight cents? Be practical. See the kid on the corner. <laughs> next week with The Kid on the Corner, starring Walter Tetley. The Kid on the Corner was transcribed and produced in Hollywood by Al Capstaff and written by Artie Smith. Music was composed and conducted by Jack Meekins. <laughs> <laughs>